Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of the Podcast Dictionary. Um, today is March 29th. This is National Vietnam War Veterans Day. Uh, and uh, I know a couple Vietnam War veterans personally, so um, obviously we thank you for your service. And uh, you you went through a rough time, and um, I'm sure that that spurred on a lot more rough times uh, so yeah, again, we, we do thank you for your service and all veterans. Um, I am recording this 10 days before this is airing, uh, so I have no idea what the world is going to be like. I know I've said that at least once or twice before, um, but yeah, it's it's true. Uh, the last few days have been weird with this coronavirus, and um, I don't know, it's, it's heartbreaking to see a lot of a lot of the things that are going on, a lot of the, uh, well, I'll give you an example. Um, my wife and I heard a couple stories of uh, Asian Americans who have been beaten up and um, or uh, mistreated in various ways just because people seem to think that they it was their fault that they are the ones who are only susceptible to this that who knows who knows what the thought process is um but it 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 doesn't make any sense i remember when the sars virus thing happened uh i was actually in an asian restaurant waiting to pick up some food and somebody came in to pick up food and said to the person there uh something along the lines of um are you afraid of the sars virus which it doesn't make any sense because they were in America and at the time it was, you know, it was only over in in Asia. And I, I'm just baffled at the ignorance that uh, is out there. Sorry for being so political, but this is what is happening. I mean, this is affecting every single aspect of life of every human being, all whatever, seven and a half billion of us. Um, and, you know... Asian restaurants are are hurting business. Um, they're. I just saw a headline um, that this is. Um, sorry, I I didn't read the article, but it was something about how this is affecting Chinatown, you know, in like San Francisco or Chicago or whatever you're talking about. Um, but yeah, Asian restaurants are hurting because people think that that they are the cause of this or something that they're going to get coronavirus from eating their food but it doesn't make any sense um this was because um it was because of the spread from animals uh i'm you know so again i'm you know i'm vegan i'm going to fully support that more people do that because the chances of something like this happening uh will be much less um the more people do that i am hoping that you know with a lot a lot less people driving and factories being shut down. We're going to see some uh, help in our climate change. Uh, I know that in, uh, I think, China and Beijing and other countries in that area that they are seeing the blue sky for the first time and the water in Venice is clear for the first time in who knows how long. Um, and, you know, that's just going to keep on getting better the longer and longer. Uh, you know, of course, when this is all blown over, everything's going to go back to the way it was and all that's going to go bad. But, you know, hopefully we're getting a little bit of respite from that. And um, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say about that? Oh, and in terms of hand washing and being clean, I think I've said this before, but this is what people should be doing all the time. And so I hope that at least a small percentage of people after this all blows over if it ever does uh i hope a small percentage of people keep on 
being aware of what they're touching and and who they're touching and who they're close by and how they're living their lives and washing their hands and you know you got to keep it up um so i've talked for four minutes about this and we are now going to start with some words uh it just feels weird to get back into this but you know we gotta we gotta charge forward so the first word is the prefix b uh, let's see. It is, uh, we don't have a year. It's a prefix. I said that. Number one, on, around, or over, as in besmear. Uh, and yeah, I feel like I have a really weird, uh, mood attitude right now. So I, I know that that's going to come through in my voice, but, uh, apologies. It's just a really weird time right now. And, um, I'm just very conflicted is all. All right. Number two, to a great or greater degree, thoroughly, as in befuddle. Number three, excessively, ostentatiously. I think I said that right. Uh, it says in intensive verbs formed from simple verbs. I'll read that again. In intensive verbs formed from simple verbs, as in bedeck, and in adjectives based on adjectives ending in ed, as in beribboned be ribboned so like something that has a ribbon around it all right number four uh, uh, by the way these are all um separated by colons so like in the first one it said on colon around colon over uh and then number three it said excessively colon ostentatiously uh and so those are just i don't know again i don't have a real specific uh, uh definition for what that is in here but you know that's why i'm separating them out so number four, it says about, colon, to, at, upon, against, across, as in bestride. Number five, make, cause to be, treat as, as in belittle, or also befriend. Number six, call or dub, especially excessively, as in be doctor. I have never heard of that word before. Be doctor? Number seven, affect, afflict, treat, provide, or cover with especially excessively. Man, these definitions are weird. As in bedevil and befog. And these are words I've never seen. Uh, so let's see. This is Middle English from Old English B-I or B-E, akin to the Old English B-I with the horizontal line over the I, which means by or near. And there's more at the word by. Now we have the first form of beach. It is a noun from circa 1535. One, shore pebbles. Yeah, shore pebbles. That's a funny... I would also just call that sand, uh, but I kind of like shore pebbles. Uh, let's see. Uh, synonym is shingle. Shingle? Okay. 2A, a shore of a body of water covered by sand, gravel, or larger rock fragments. And then to be a seashore area. Now we have the second form of beach. It is a transitive verb from 1799. One, to run or drive ashore. Number two, to strand on or as if on a beach. Now we've got beach ball, two words, noun from 1940. A large inflated ball for use at the beach. But you don't have to use it at a beach. You can use it wherever you want. You might have it be taken away, like if you're at a concert, but 
Yep. Now we have Beach Boy, one word, noun from 1938, a male beach attendant, as at a hotel. Now we have Beach Buggy, two words, noun from 1943, synonym is Dune Buggy. Now we have Beach Comer, one word, noun from 1840, one, a white man living as a drifter or loafer, especially on the islands of the South Pacific. Oh, that's highly specific. Number two, a person who searches along a shore as for saleable refuse or for seashells. And then beachcomb is a verb. Uh, that first definition threw me for a loop. Um, but, you know, I don't live in the South Pacific in the islands over there, so I've never heard it. Uh, but, yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, now we have beach flea, two words, noun from 1843. And we have the number two definition for sand flea. Now we've got beach front, one word, noun from 1921, a strip of land that fronts a beach. Next is beach goer, one word, noun from 1954, a person who frequently goes to the beach. Next is beach grass, noun from 1681, any of several tough, strongly rooted grasses that grow on exposed sandy shores, especially any of a genus of rhizomatous or rhizomatous perennials widely planted to bind sandy slopes. And the genus name is Ammophila. Next is beachhead, one word, noun from 1940. One, an area on a hostile shore occupied to secure further landing of troops and supplies. Number two, synonym is foothold. Now we have beach pea. Two words. P is like a pea in a pod. P-E-A. It is a noun from 1802. A wild pea having tough roots and purple flowers that is found along sandy shores. And the scientific name is Lathyrus japonicus. I wonder if that's uh, like Japan. It's spelled a little differently, but uh, it says japonicus. And then it says S-Y-N, I don't know if that's syntax or something, uh, but we have Lathyrus Maritimus. Next is Beach Plum, two words, noun from 1741. A shrubby plum having white flowers and growing chiefly along the northeastern coast of North America. Also, it's edible, usually dark purple fruit that is used especially in preserves. And the scientific name is Prunus Maritima. Next is beachside. One word, adjective from 1952. Located at a beach, as in beachside property. Next is beach towel. Two words, noun from 1958. A very large, usually brightly colored towel designed for use at the beach. I love beach towels because they're so big. I don't like those little towels that they give you at the pool. I like the big towels. Now we have beachwear, one word, noun from 1928. Clothing for wear at a beach. Next is beachy, adjective from 1597. One, covered with pebbles or shingle. All right, I, I got to look up what shingle is. I won't do it now, but I'm, I have not heard, uh, I have not been aware of shingle used in this context. Number two, characterized by beaches, as in a beachy island. Next is beacon, 
Uh, first form noun from the 14th century. One, a signal fire commonly on a hill, tower, or pole. Number two, A, a lighthouse or other signal for guidance. Two, B, a radio transmitter emitting signals to guide aircraft. Number three, a source of light or inspiration. This is from Middle English, Beken, from Old English, Beken, B-E-A-C-E-N. Uh, by the way, the Middle English is B-E-K-E-N. Um, and the Old English one means sign, S-I-G-N. It is akin to the Old High German, Buhan, B-O-U-H-H-A-N, which means sign. Now we have the second form of beacon. It is a, a, a verb. Oh, dictionary. Uh, it is a, a verb from 1650. Intransitive definition says to shine as a beacon. And then the transitive definition says to furnish with a beacon. And now we have the last word for today. It is the first form of bead, B-E-A-D. Uh, and this will go over to this to the next page. Page 106, for those keeping track. It is a noun from before the 12th century. 1A is obsolete, and we have the synonym prayer, uh, and that is usually used in plural. Now we have 1B is also plural, a series of prayers and meditations made with a rosary. Uh, yeah. Number two, a small piece of material pierced for threading on a string or wire, as in a rosary. Number three is plural. Number three, A. Uh, so all of three is plural, and we have A and B. A just has the synonym rosary, and 3B says a necklace of beads or pearls. Number four, a small ball-shaped body, as 4A, a drop of sweat or blood. 4B, a bubble formed in or on a beverage. 4C, a small metal knob on a firearm used as a front sight. For D, a blob or a line of weld, weld metal. That was where the page flip was. A blob or a line of weld metal. Uh, now we have number five, a projecting rim, band, or molding. And number six, a precise knowledge or understanding used in uh, such phrases as get a bead on. I remember in high school, I was getting into crossword puzzles and that was one of the clues, I think, get a bead on. And I never understood what it was. And then finally, somebody either told me or we figured it out uh, that it means basically to aim. Like if you've got a gun or you're focusing on something, you get a bead on it, you get a bead on them. Uh, so that I, just, I have a very specific memory of when I learned about what that phrase was. Uh, this is from the Middle English word bead, which is spelled B-E-D-E, -E, and that means prayer or prayer bead. From Old English, uh, bed or gebed. So bed is just the normal word bed, and then gebed has G-E at the beginning, and that means prayer. And akin to the Old English, bidan, which means to entreat or pray, and there's more at the word bid. Um, I'm curious why there's two very, or at least two very different forms of this. There's the prayer version, and then there's beads, like a bead of drop of water, whatever. Um, anyway, 
let's see. Now I have to pick a word of the episode. Sorry, I will have a much better mood in the next episode, hopefully. Um, I'm going to pick beach towel as the word of the episode because I like big beach towels. And I cannot lie. Thank you very much for listening to me rant about things at the beginning of this. And, uh, you know, stay safe, be smart, don't be mean, wash your hands, stay home. This has been Spencer dispensing information. Thank you and goodbye.